morning, everybody. It's Jeff Antoniak. Welcome to Digging Deeper Jazz. Well, today I want to talk about recycling some jazz. So yes, this idea of reusing information, not only using repetition, which is of course a wonderful thing for creating great music, but the idea of using some of our concepts and ideas in different settings. It's really, really powerful. And our, we see our heroes doing this all the time. I remember looking at, at uh, transcriptions of Charlie Parker or Sonny Rollins and seeing you know, notes that looked wrong to me in that measure, on that G7 measure. Whenever I play that note, I sound wrong, but when Sonny Rollins plays it, he sounds fantastic. What's up with that? Well, I think it has a lot to do with what we're gonna talk about here. You're gonna enjoy this. And uh, I've got a cool announcement for you. I try to have a good announcement for you every video. I've got a good one for you here. So uh, let's look at this. This is a Charlie Parker lick. This is a moment from uh, one of his solos over confirmation, and it's in the bridge. There's a 2-5-1 progression. When he gets to the one chord, he plays this lick. So it's a really wonderful uh, sort of exploration of this one chord. A lot of us, we play a two chord, we play some cool stuff on the five chord, we get to the one chord and we don't know what to do and it's boring and it's, we're not sure what to do. Well, so I loved seeing what Charlie Parker got into here. And I mean, I'm seeing enclosures, I'm seeing arpeggiation, I'm seeing that dramatic arpeggio up to a high note that's a hallmark of bebop playing. So there's so much in here that I really wanted to sort of learn it, understand it, and get something like this into my playing. So fantastic, I learned this lick, and now I'm learning it in 12 keys, and I'm trying to fit it in over this uh, C major situation. Let me play it for you with the accompaniment. So you're gonna hear a two chord, a five chord, and then I'm gonna play the lick in the third and fourth measure where it would show up uh, when Charlie Parker was playing it. I'll play it twice for you. All right, so that's a pretty great lick, right? So that's the context that Charlie played it. Uh, Charlie Parker played it in a two chord, a five chord, and then he played it over the two measures of the one chord that follows. So that right there, if that's all you get from this uh, video, is you got a cool new lick. All right, thanks to Charlie Parker. So now here's what I want to talk about: is how I would see Charlie Parker and Sonny Rollins and Clifford Brown and on and on it would seem like sometimes what they would play over a D minor chord would look like C major stuff. Or sometimes what they play over a G7 chord would look like D minor stuff a little bit. And so I think that's a lot of what's going on. These guys are recycling their ideas. So if we look at item number two on the sheet, all I've done is taken Charlie Parker's lick from item number one, but put it over the two portion. This is not where Charlie Parker played it. So now I'm going to play it in the first two measures. So the idea is he was, this is C major stuff. I'm putting it in a whole different part of the progression. To my ears, it kind of works pretty good. Check it out.
So what do you think? Was that alarming? Did that sound terribly wrong? No, none of the above. That sounded just fine. So again, that's not where Charlie Parker played this. I don't know if he ever played that lick over those chords. But again, this idea that the D minor material is all D Dorian. It's the white notes on the piano. The G7 material, G makes a yeah, G makes a Lydian, white notes on the piano. The C major stuff, C Ionian, the white notes on the piano. So not that we can and should always interchange D minor material with G7 material with C material, but we do know that we can do that. And here's the thing, the bebop guys would do that. I would see G7 moments in a Sonny Rollins solo where there would be a D minor 7 arpeggio in the middle going up to that C. A note that most teachers will tell you to avoid on a G7. Don't accent a C. Don't really play a C on a G7. It's not a great sounding note. And, and here's Sonny doing something like that. Well, I now understand that in that moment, he was thinking D minor on that G7. So that's kind of what we're doing here. So I'm taking this C major lick, and I've now put it over a different harmonic setting, the 2-5 part. And I think maybe we agree. It sounds pretty good. Let's go on to item number three. Let's put this in a different setting. Here in item number three, we have a one, six, two, five progression, as if we were playing rhythm changes or good bait or, you know, one of those bebop songs with this one, six, two, five progression. So now this melody, this Charlie Parker lick, again, is being reharmonized. And look at it. Look at the A minor part, the second half of the first measure right there is an A minor arpeggio. So yes, it's very interesting that it, it turns out that a lot of this material works over these other chord changes. Let me play it for you and let me uh, see what you think. Okay, so if you didn't know where that lick came from, if you did not know where it was meant to be played, <laughs> that's awesome over that, right? We are literally taking this and recycling it. All right, before we go any further, I want to mention to you guys Maryland Summer Jazz. So we've gone virtual this year. Of course, with this terrible virus around the world, our 16th year, we've served thousands of people at Maryland Summer Jazz. We can't do it in person this year. When I decided that I wanted to take Maryland Summer Jazz virtual, I was not interested in having it be similar but worse. Hey, here's Maryland Summer Jazz like we usually do it, but it's just going to be not as good. I have no interest in that ever. So it's going to be different and it's going to be better. So certainly differences. But there are ways where we can have the experience of, of playing together, where you can trade with me from wherever you are on earth in real time and have that experience of hearing me and bouncing off what I'm doing or hearing the next person or hearing Rick Margitza if you're in his class or working with Sherry Miracle in her class or working with on and on like this. So yeah, there's a lot to be done and wherever you are on earth, of course, it's now open to you, right? We're doing it on the Zoom video platform. It's the end of July. We have two sessions 
for 40 people each. I think we're down to a total of 20 openings right now. So I don't imagine these are gonna be uh, around for too long. I hope you'll take advantage of it. I love that you tune into these videos, but for us to work together and to work together for four days in a row and with a faculty of 15, 20 amazing players, we have Wycliffe Gordon coming in to do a special presentation for us, trombone player. We have Rick Margitza. We have Jeff Coffin from the Dave Matthews Band. I just got off the phone with Matt Wilson, one of my favorite drummers earlier today. So yeah, we have a lot of incredible stuff for you. So I hope you check it out. I hope it's a good fit for you. It would be a wonderful thing to look forward to and to work towards over the next couple months. Okay, so let's look at one more setting for this lick. And now I'm actually gonna take us a little bit out of this key center of C major and go to C dominant. So yes, they both have C in them, but C dominant and C major are not really the same land. C dominant is more like heading towards F, possibly, right? Or maybe we're in a, playing a C blues, but it's very different. So now, if you look at this lick, there's a number of Bs in this lick, quite a few. One, I haven't counted. One, two, three, four Bs in this lick, B naturals. So of course, that makes sense for a C major lick. I'm not changing any of those. I'm keeping them as B naturals, but I'm gonna play it over a C7. And I'm suggesting that those B naturals are actually gonna sound really good. I'm saying they're gonna sound good. This used to freak me out as a young player. Why in the world is Coltrane playing B naturals on a C7? It's supposed to be B flat. I know that. I've read the textbook. I've done the arpeggios. Why does he make B naturals sound good? Why? Do you know the answer to that question? Let me play it for you. All right, so there was a blues progression and in three different places in that blues progression, I played that lick over two measures of C7. And no, that didn't sound wrong ever. Why do those B naturals sound so good in the context of a C7 where it's supposed to be B flats? The answer is those half-step neighbor tones, leading tones. The leading tone is very, very important. And so that was a huge lesson to me when I learned that a lot of my heroes would use major sevenths on dominant chords or minor chords, that leading tone. So that's not even the lesson of, of the day, but we're finding out that a major lick can work over a dominant chord. A major lick can work over that minor chord. It's really interesting, right? So this idea that a lot of the material you know, a lot of the licks you know can be recycled. They can be recast. They can be put in a different place harmonically. Now, it may take a little doing to figure out what that is, but I'd ask you to experiment, especially 2-5-1 material, which is mostly what we worked on today. Take a lick that you know fits on the 2 chord and play it over the 5 chord. See how that works. And when you stay in the same key like this, it can work pretty great. And perhaps this makes you, helps you understand some of your heroes when you look at their transcriptions and you're thinking, why in the world is that note there? They may be playing D minor over G7, or they may be thinking C major over the G7, or the D minor, whatever it is. So enjoy this lick 
another gift from Charlie Parker, right? So enjoy this lick and think about this idea of your vocabulary might be a little bigger than you think it is. That's pretty powerful, right? Great. Hope I'll see you at Maryland Summer Jazz this summer too. Grab one of those spots, July 15 through 18, July 22nd through 25. It's virtual, so everyone around the world can attend. Hope to see you there. Thank you.